This is Felissa Rose. And this is Dave Sheridan. And you're listening to Jump Scare. Jump Scare. Jump Scare. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we're covering 1974's The Beast Must Die. When the moon is full, the beast must die. One of you is a werewolf. You must track down the werewolf. One of these eight people is a werewolf. Can you guess which one? 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 One of these eight people will turn into a werewolf. Can you guess who it is when we stop the film for the werewolf break? See it. Solve it, but don't tell. The Beast Must Die. So, yeah, The Beast Must Die. <laughs> Not must. to be confused with the TV show uh, that came out in 2021 with the same name, The Beast Must Die. Uh, they're showing this on Pluto TV. We actually own the Blu-ray of this film. Yeah, I think it's on Tubi as well. This is one of those ones that's kind of everywhere. And if you had joined us sometime last year, we covered another movie which was based on a video game called uh, Werewolves Within. Yep. And this is pretty, I mean, obviously this is predating the video game and that movie. Uh, but it is a, who is the werewolf? It is a horror mystery, my friends. It's like Agatha Christie, but with a werewolf. And I have a lot of things to say about this movie. Let's start off with the cast. Yeah, there's some recognizable people in this. Well, first off, just say Peter Cushing's in it. And you know him from, you know, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's in everything. From pre-1980, he's in every horror movie that was made. Peter Cushing just showed up because he didn't even have to ask him. He was just there already. He was there with the velvet robe. Yeah. Ready to go. He has some amazing suits in this movie. Like, he has a suit in this movie that the shoes are the same color as the suit. Like, I don't even know where you get that, but he had it. He's a doctor that's very well informed with lycanthropy. Yes, he's all about it. And we have Michael Gambon as Dumbledore in the film. No, he's not Dumbledore. But let me let me just say this. Dumbledore is in the movie, okay? The second Dumbledore. Let's not get confused that he was the only Dumbledore or the first Dumbledore because he's the second one. Um, he's 34 in this film. And if you watch this movie, you're not going to think, oh, yeah, he's 34, okay? I would have guessed him to be in his 50s at the time he made this movie. Damn, he doesn't look 50, but he does definitely doesn't look 34. This is the thing, kids. Okay, if you're joining us and you're, I don't know, under the age of 25... Back in the day, 
Okay. <laughs> People looked mad older than they do now. Mind you, a lot of things have happened. And now I'm not even saying like iPhone, like technology. I'm just saying like health-wise, all kinds of things that people do and take and all they take care of themselves. When you watch the movie from the 70s and 80s and you see the parents, some of these parents are playing like early to mid 30s and they look like they're 50 to 60 years old. I don't know what people were doing. Maybe because back in the day, like maybe they had to work at a sweatshop or or, or some kind of factory. <laughs> I mean factory or factory, you know, that they're that old where maybe they worked. They smoked since the time they were 10. I don't know what people were doing, but they looked really fucking old. And Michael Camden looks mad old in this film he i shouldn't say mad old he doesn't look 34 what we know to be 34 um but enough of my rant about that so dumbledore is in the film yeah and uh the uh protagonist of this one is a character named Cal, uh, tom newcliffe and he's played by an actor named calvin lockhart who had done several like uh action movies and that and then he's in a few david lynch movies later on in his life so he had kind of an odd career but he plays the big game hunter who's hunted everything in the world, and now he wants to hunt a werewolf. He's very sophisticated. He has a huge, he's a freaking mansion. Yeah. Okay. Now, I will say, not that this matters, but maybe if you had never seen the film and you're trying to envision what this person looks like, he looks like a black Bruce Lee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I I have a lot of mixed feelings about his look because he looks, he's like, his physique is amazing, but he weighs maybe like 90 pounds. Yeah. Okay. He's very lightweight. He has like semi Afro and it's nice and like, not what, not jerry curl, but it's, it's, he definitely, like, if you've seen Coming to America, the fruits are putting, are, are upon the afro to give it the nice, you know, look that it has. He's fantastical looking. And he decides. He has a, he, he has a scene where he's getting comfortable for the night. He's going to put on his night, <laughs> his, like his nightwear. And he puts on, like, pleather pants and, like, a leather looking jacket. It looks like it came straight out of the Matrix. He puts that on. That's his shirt. Like, that, he doesn't put a shirt on and then put the jacket on. He just puts the jacket on and ties it off. That's what he's wearing to just lounge around the house. He's like in blade <laughs> mode, okay? At all times, he's in blade mode. With a rifle. <laughs> and that's and he sleeps in his, like, mahogany, like, Louis Fourteenth like, fucking chair. Yeah. It's very fancy. And, like I said, he's brought everybody together here at the house because he suspects one of these people is a werewolf. Why does he suspect that, you ask? Because each of these people, every time they go somewhere or they go to some kind of event, people die. Like, one of the characters is named Davina, okay? Right there, that's a werewolf name. I mean, right <laughs> off the bat, I'm like, this was just a werewolf. She is my favorite character in the film because she's fucking annoying as hell. And I'm just going to jump to what I want to say about her really really fast right now at the beginning i was gonna save it for the end she gets bitch slapped by peter cushing okay and that's my favorite part and i'm not condoling violence against women but she's very hysterical at that point 
and she gets like the slap, okay, with the red velvet hand that is Peter Cushing. Yeah. Which that's a story they actually tell on the behind the scenes thing is they said that Peter Cushing kept a pair of white gloves under wherever he was at, his chair, so that when they weren't doing takes, he could take them out and put them on, and then he smoked with the white gloves. That way his hands weren't stained. Like, damn, that guy's classy. He is classy. <laughs> also, if you're fucking, whatever you're smoking is staining your hands, maybe you should be more concerned about what it's doing to your intestines, your innards. <laughs> yeah. And not what, that's how vain he is. He's like, no one sees the inside of me. Fuck that. Only my hands matter. <laughs> that was not my Peter Cushing. That was my fancy man voice. Okay. Now, this movie was also, it was uh, written by a guy named Michael Winder, who wrote for a ton of TV shows in the 60s and 70s. He wrote for uh, The Saint, The Avengers. He wrote for Space 1999. And it was based on a story written by James Blish, who he has also written a ton of science fiction short stories and novels, but I think he's best known, he's the guy who adapted all the Star Trek episodes into short story form in the late 60s. And he also wrote a a famous Star Trek novel called Spock Must Die, which was one of the, I think it was one of the first original novels to come out of it. And so of course it sold like crazy because it was one of the first ones. And uh, so, yeah, he had, uh, but he died like a year after this movie came out when he was like 53. So he doesn't get a lot of credit for that stuff anymore. I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but this movie might have killed him. (laughs) This movie is pretty wild. It opens up with, you know, what's his name? Lockhart running through a jungle in some kind of like security, like simulation and there's people, like, in the fucking woods, like, camouflaged up, like, trying to get him while he's running through. It's very dramatic. And then... You realize something's wrong when the first guy steps out with the rifle, points it at him, and just goes, bang! He goes, ah, but you didn't kill me. And he keeps running. You're like, wait, is, is this a game that we... I don't, I'm unsure of the rules of this game. My favorite thing about the movie, I kind of jumped the gun, no pun intended, was... The whole introduction to the film, before the film begins, the movie goes out of its way to tell you there's going to be some things that are going to happen in the movie. Uh, the whole point of the movie is who is the werewolf, okay? And also, we want to fucking let you know there's going to be a werewolf break, okay? Where we're going to give you 30 <laughs> seconds to figure out who the fuck the werewolf is before. We reveal. we reveal who it is. Now, I wish I was in the theater when there's a 30 seconds because... <laughs> and see who's yelling out names. There are people like... Yeah, are you people yelling out names? Is anyone in the theater? Is someone like sleeping? Like what's going on in the theater? Also, is it like when you go to like the opera or like some fancy show where there's like the intermission, you know, where you have to like walk away? Are you going to the bathroom in the 30 seconds? 30 seconds really isn't a long time to do anything. No. Um, and I'm going to get more into the time, uh, the 30 second time frame they give you later. But yeah, that's the beginning of the film. The and music. Go ironically, ahead. like the, the werewolf break was something the director hated. So he had no, that was just something the producer forced on him just as a gimmick. It was just something he wanted to be able to advertise in the trailers and all that. The movie will feature a werewolf break while you try to figure out who the werewolf is. I'm not going to lie. I really love the werewolf break. They need to incorporate that back into these films like (laughs) Knives Out, 
was there a, a murder break? Like, can we have a murder break? Like, well, that's what I, I've heard him like. They call it, uh, you know, in all the Agatha Christie things, they call them all down to the accusing parlor, where they're going to accuse all the different people of the murder. And they have that here a couple of times. They have the accusing dinner scene, and then they have another scene later where they accuse everyone of being the werewolf. It's all very much like. If you'd put Perot or uh, Miss Marple in this, you could have just been an Agatha Christie movie, really. Then they're like, one of you is a werewolf. And then they do like a shot that's like very close to the eyes to each like individual. And it's kind of like the beginning of like um, uh, Love Boat, where they have yeah. like the fucking... <laughs> their names and everything. Their name, but the, but the face is like inside the life like preserve thing or whatever yeah. it's called. And this is one like their faces inside the like the the clock that's ticking yeah. down for the thirty seconds. Oh my goodness! Now let's discuss. Oh, the music. I mean, the music couldn't be more motherfucking seventies. It is so seven. It's like James Bond shaft ish. It's like that where there's like I don't even know what that's called. I'm sure it's a very off. fast generic jazz. You know, everything is like... No, but there's like, but there's like this this instrument or this button they press where it's like... like it, it makes like this weird background noise that you know that it's the 70s. They had it in the porno films. It was very, very like like used tone like that they, they use in those in, in back in that day. But now let's discuss the dinner scene. Lockhart's character, Newcliffe, has decided this is the best time to do the first... Accusing. Test, yes. Accusing <laughs> test. And have everyone go... Have a, a candlestick, a silver candlestick, be passed down from person to person to see if there's a reaction. While this is happening, dinner is being served. And while that's also happening, I feel like there's multiple things happening. Maybe the candlestick has scenes happens like seconds later. But for some reason, Peter Cushing's character is going into a very uh, like in-depth description about how the what the werewolf eats, the 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 dietary needs of a werewolf. Yeah, they 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 thought a lot about that in this. Oh yeah, and then they're being served, and I. I don't know. I can't remember if they mentioned what it is, but the most disgusting, like, food I've ever seen. It looked like they literally were serving flesh with, like, blood, like, in a fucking pot, like, being glazed over the flesh. There's a difference between a rare steak and a raw steak, and it looked like they served them, how do you want it? Uh, raw. It looked like they took it, set it on the stove, and went, okay, it's done. Put it on the plate, just blood all over the plate. It literally reminds me of the meal in Waxwork. Yes. Where they've just got the big hunks of bloody meat on the thing. With yes. Just blood. That's what it looks like. And Peter Cushing is all about it. He's just, like, he's got his fork and his knife, and he's just cutting it up, talking all about the werewolf. His appetite is not harmed by anything that's going on. And no one else is eating. Everyone is like, <laughs> not even the woman of the house, because Newcastle is married. Newcliffe. Uh, Newcliffe, I'm sorry, is married to Caroline. And Caroline is like aghast. She's like, what is this? She's you- disgusted. I cannot eat this, this disgusting meal. Wow, this, this is not the conversation for the dinner table, you yeah. know? 
And um, she's horrified. He called. She thought he was just going to have a regular dinner party, and then he called everyone here for the weekend to accuse him of being a werewolf. And she's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" But yeah, so they start passing the candlestick around, and then like when nothing really happens except everybody gets pissed off, that's when Peter Cushing decides to explain. Oh well, the silver really only affects the werewolves when the wolfsbane is in bloom, and it's affected the allergens from the wolfsbane has affected their sinuses and that's when the silver gets them it's like oh so that was pointless we just made everybody mad everyone storms away from the table angry except for peter cushing who just continues to eat his fucking raw steak like there's nothing like he's just like yep that's how it goes and just keeps cutting it up more raw steak for me past the other <laughs> eight plates <laughs> past the rest of it i'm peter cushing i'm 90 years old and weigh 80 pounds he probably eats his body weight every day there's a lot of characters in this movie there's yeah. like i don't know Ten people? Well, like I said, they all have a reason. Like, the you know, one guy, everywhere he goes, there's murders. Another one, she, like, there's always an accident in the theater company that she's in. Someone else is like, oh, the skier, they got trapped on the mountain while they were skiing. And, well, he probably ate the other people that he was skiing with. So they're trying to, like, everybody has a good reason that they could be the werewolf. Actually, there's a the other actors in the film, which we did not name, they're recognizable in their own thing. One of them, actually, Charles Gray, was actually in James Bond. <laughs> so he wasn't a James Bond. Diamonds are forever, playing uh, Dickel Henderson. And uh, you only live twice, which that's not a thing, but okay. Um, so, yeah, we have other characters in there. There's a lot of character actors. The crazy thing about... When you look at these people, it's like one of them is called Paul Foot. He's like the hippie. Okay, he has the long hair. I love the introduction while they're all sitting out in the garden porch area where he's like, okay, you know, he goes into like all of you, some crazy thing has happened. You, by the way, you were in a jungle being a cannibal. Like, there's a cannibal amongst them. Yeah. The guy's like, hey. YOLO like <laughs> <laughs> he's not, and this guy the Paul Foot looks like Chris Elliott he looks exactly like Chris he's got the beard the longer hair the, like if they remade this movie now this guy would be played by Chris Elliott no doubt yeah it's a uh, pretty pretty wild when things get started and the whole thing is like I I know I'm supposed to be looking to see who the wolf is. Like, I'm supposed to be like, oh, yeah, this is shady or whatnot. I don't think anyone really did anything shady. There is a kind of an underlining story where Caroline, she's like hooking up with Davina and maybe Pawfoot. There's some kind of like relationship thing there where they're all looking out for one another. Yeah. Um, Davina's always in the house hanging out. That's like her girlfriend. You know, and she's very, they're very kind of like, I would say Davina's a little codependent. That's the hysterical one. She screams and is jumping around like, you know, all over the place throughout the whole fucking film. She's not, I feel like she's hysterical the whole time in one way, shape or form. Um, But I, I don't know if I was invited to a party like this. I would like to say I wouldn't go because I've seen a lot of horror movies and I want to like live. But at the same time, I'm like, man, this is just sounds so interesting. And let's not forget about the main thing of the film that we've kind of just skipped over completely. 
The man has cameras throughout the whole house. And he yeah. is watching. He has like a whole like what is it? What, what what would you call that room? Like in a movie, like the camera room. He's got like like a surveillance. Control. Yeah, he's got the surveillance room. He has, of course, now they would just have like one laptop with forty windows open on it, watching everything else. But he's got the wall of TVs where he's got everyone's bedroom is being watched, the hallways outside. He's got motion sensors. All the cars have been disabled. Everybody that drove there, he took like the distributor cap out of their car and threw it in the river. That way they can't uh, just drive off. And if they try to leave, he's got like motion sensors and ground sensors and then the cameras out there. So he's going to know who it is and know to go track them down out there and shoot them because they're the werewolf. Which throughout the movie, you see a couple of people do try to kind of leave and he manages to find him every time and then just like so you're the werewolf and they're like no 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 not me i'm i'm just trying to go into town and get something and he's like well i've got everything you need here just come on back and they go yeah okay i guess i really don't have a reason not to go back he kind of shames him into just going back every time look i have a weekend where there's free liquor beautiful house i feel like there's a pool there's a helipad a, a heliopad whatever they're called no, yeah a helicopter pad so he has all these things i'm cool i'm just gonna chill out the whole time the only thing is maybe know, cook my meat a little more yeah, like, i say could they maybe throw some fire on the food would be okay maybe throw a vegetable with it say just a hunk of raw meat but yeah and then i'll say this for the werewolf they, uh, I was expecting when the when I first watched this for the, the werewolf to be, I thought, okay, there's no way they're going to have like great werewolf effects. So I figured it was going to be kind of just you were going to see whoever it was, you know, like they were going to have some hairy hands and some fangs or whatever. But they went the completely different route of as soon as you saw what they were wearing, you would know who they were. So this had to be the werewolf that turns completely into like a regular wolf, not like a wolf person. And they just have this big dog dressed up in like a very strange furry looking thing that there's a couple of great scenes where the werewolf is attacking people, I say in air quotes, and it's clearly just the guy hugging the dog while the dog tries to get away from him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's it's like, the hell off me, guy. But like, you know, they're putting like the growling in and like the fight noises. and But it's clearly just the dog trying to get away from the guy. So that technique has been used in other movies. And Willow... There's the deaf dogs. Yeah. And these dogs are like Rottweilers that have like fur suits on them. Yeah. And like fucking rubber masks to make them look like crazy, like crazy dogs. Yeah, they did this with that. They they put the fur, not a mask, but the like fur. Cujo, like half a Cujo, he's not really a real dog. He's like a golden retriever in a St. Bernard costume running around. So they do this a lot. But it always cracks me up when they have a dog in a costume. Like... You're, yeah, you got like, your dog cosplaying out there on the thing, basically. He's already a dog. He already has fur. They do, they do show a little bit of transformation. They show the hands. The only transformation they really show is at the end, um, where you see like that faded look, where it's like I'm looking at you. Your eyes are now red. Then now your face has hair on it, and so does your hands. Yeah. Like that, and then now you're a dog. Like, <laughs> you go, and it's really fast and subtle, um, but they do do that. Now, the werewolf break. Now, you have the, cl the, the clock, 
everyone's face fits perfectly inside the circle within the clock. And they're showing everyone. The guy's like, who is the werewolf? Who do you think the werewolf is? Is it Davina? Is it, you know, Caroline? They go, whatever. And then, and they have, like, scenes that they've had throughout the movie where the people are not talking. They're just looking right at the camera or looking whatever. And then the clock is ticking over their face. And then when they reveal, it's not like they end the reveal and they're like, and the werewolf is. They just go back to the scene where yeah. new whatever his face is. I can't. New Cliff. I always want to call him Newcastle. I just, I'm, <laughs> New Cliff. He is standing over the hippie and he's accusing him. He's like, you're the werewolf. It's you. And the guy is like pitiful. He's like, it's not me. And he's like freaking the fuck out, right? And it's like, guy, man up. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, your fucking long hippie hair is shaking in its fucking boots. Like, what the fuck is wrong? And he's like, I'm so scared. And he's like fucking terrified. And well, I think that's because like they just shoved it in because like the guy said he didn't want the werewolf break in there. So I think they just randomly shoved that in at one point when it was close to the end. They were like, there, put it right there. This is the werewolf break. This is the werewolf break. And it was like, I, I don't know if it should fit. Just do it. Yeah. They, he gets accused and then they go back to the whole like candle thing. And then of course, this is when fucking Peter Cushing, I, who I feel in my, in my mind, this may or may not have happened. I feel like he was smoking a fucking like pipe in front of the fireplace. <laughs> He's like, oh, well. The werewolf could have had some kind of lubricant over his hands that would uh, uh, allow for the silver not to penetrate the skin. And he goes through this whole thing and it's like, bro, you couldn't say that earlier when you fucking revealed the whole thing about the the wolf bane and the, the yeah. moon has to be so alive. So that's, that's when Nucleus decides to take his gun out and take one of the silver bullets out and go, okay... Everyone suck on this. Yeah, put it in your mouth. Because you can't put you can't put lubricant or that kind of thing in your mouth. So then they start passing the silver bullet around while everyone puts it in their mouth. That's I'm sure that's nice and sanitary. But they pass that butt around, and that's when you make a discovery about one of the werewolves. It turns out there might be more than one. And I don't know if we want to go into spoilers on this, but you've listened this far, so well, no, I, I will do the reveal of who the werewolf is, but I want the whole accusing thing, like that scene with the bullet, that's literally later or before, because I think that novel came out. That's the thing. It's, yeah, that's like the whole, you know, checking for the blood kind of scene with the werewolf thing. And I was like, it just dawned on me when I saw it because this is the second time we watch we watched this film before, maybe like two years ago. And then we watched it again and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that is very similar to that where they're all just kind of like, it's very tense waiting to see who's going to, you know, freak out when the bullet touches their tongue. And, and at first, when there's the reveal, because you see it, it's very subtle. The... Everyone does it. No one reacts. Then it's Caroline's time. And he's like, what? No favors? No favors? That's how he talks throughout the whole movie. He's very, <laughs> he's very dramatic and, and British. And she puts the thing in, his, in her mouth. And she's looking right at him, kind of like with a sly smile. And then when she goes and puts the thing in her mouth, 
and her hand is in front of her lips, you see, oh shit, her hand mad hairy. She's the fucking werewolf. And doesn't even hesitate. Bang! Shoots her ass. Like, he's like, <laughs> she's dead now. She's like, do you think because she was my wife, I wasn't going to kill her? Like, those. <laughs> so she gets it. But then there's like a, oh no. The doctor's like, wait a second. Didn't she cut her hand doing dinner? And she was infected doing that moment. Like, she was infected with her hand was like cut open and blood mixed with with blood was something that happened earlier where the werewolf had uh he was trying to chase down the werewolf out into the woods and it got into a fight with a dog and she was like attending to the dog and during that time some of the werewolf blood that had well the dog had already been bitten by the werewolf so he was infected yeah so the dog's blood got into her wound on her hand so then she became infected which that's the only time i've ever seen that in a movie where the werewolf infects through blood like that Usually the werewolf, I mean, the werewolf has to bite him. It can't just be the blood of the werewolf got on you and you became a werewolf. I've never really seen that in any of them before. Well, it kind of happened in Ginger Snaps because she was on her period. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't seen that. I only saw that one time like years ago. For all you that can't see, S-M-H. <laughs> shaking my head right now. That's a wonderful movie. It's one of my favorite werewolf movies. Yeah, I, I liked it. I just haven't seen it in, like since it came out. Um, but yes, that, that is the first time that we kind of see like, oh, it's an infectious disease. Because it is. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, we're not going to go through like the whole curse thing. That's like the original, um, you know, he gets bit by the werewolf or whatever. But so now we have to figure out who is the real werewolf? Because now we don't know. But I'm just going to throw this out there, guys. Everybody dead at this point. You got Peter Cushing. You got the main guy. <laughs> Newcliff. Newcliff. <laughs> I want to get his name at one point in this fucking podcast. You got Newcliff, Peter Cushing, Davina. And then Michael Michael Gammon. And Paul was there for a minute. But then he runs away after he shoots his wife. And then two seconds later, we find him dead, and that's how they're like, oh, That's when Davina gets shit. smacked, because she's fucking, ah! Oh, my God, there's more than one. And where <laughs> Peter Cushing just, like, here, meet the back of my hand, and just slaps her one. Because this was the 70s, when you could just slap hysterical women whenever you needed to. Yeah, I'm dead. So then they pull her away, and now it's the hunt. The hunt is on, and he's... Now, <coughs> throughout the whole film... It's supposed to be nighttime, with the exception of the beginning of the film, which was daytime. But it's like twilight. It's like, I don't know, 5 p.m. like British time yeah, over it's, there. And they, it's light because, <laughs> because, of course, it is the 70s. And even though this was in Britain, they could not have... A black man running around with a gun in the nighttime. People, you know, there would have been some kind of alert or something. So they, they decided to play it safe and not have people running around. Yeah, and they also said it was difficult because he was... The director was like, oh, really? You, you couldn't find a better way to light that somehow? But they said when it was at night and he was running around dressed all in black, it was hard to see him. Like it... I'm pretty sure you've had black people in movies before at night. You can find a way to film that. But I think they were just lazy and they didn't want to. They're probably, they're probably cheap. I mean, it's not 
I mean, it's not like a big budget movie. A big, it's a British movie. I mean, even in like the '90s, the British films, or even like Doctor Who, like the graphics, like the CGI is pretty bad. Well, this was put out by Amicus Pictures, which did a lot of uh, like you know those anthologies and all that. Yeah, where it was. We I think we covered one of them, the asylum, where they're trying to figure out who the crazy person is. The new yes. doctor comes to the asylum, and they're like, "Well, if you can figure out who the old doctor was, then you get the job." You know, the old guy that was here that went insane, and you replacing him. But all of those took place like in a house, and I was kind of suspicious of that because it was like each one we saw took place in several different rooms of a house. And I'm like. They just had one big house that they filmed all this in. They just used different rooms yep. for each part. And then in the end, it, you're in the asylum, and the asylum is just all dressed like an asylum, so it's probably the same house. Yeah, I think they filmed all that in the same house. but Cost-effective. But yeah, this one's the same way. This was very, very low budget, and I feel like you could do a pretty good remake of this today and like with a little bit better effects and you know, throw some... I mean, the actors in this are all decent, it's just they, you know, they don't have a lot effects-wise to work with. So I think you could do a pretty good remake of this today and it would look fine. This is the werewolf break. Have you guessed who the werewolf is? Is it Paul Foot? Jan? Davina? Dr. Lundgren? Caroline, you have 30 seconds to give your answer. So, the werewolf reveal, it's fucking Dumbledore, okay? Dumbledore is the werewolf. Before he became a fucking wizard, okay? He was a werewolf, all right? That's why he hired... I'm going to get real nerdy right now. That's why he hired Moody, because he's like, in my past life, I was a werewolf, and I have the sympathies. So, that's why he hired him to fucking teach at Hogwarts, because he, he knew about the werewolf life. It's a rough life. And that's yeah. it. My nerddom is over. Yeah, and then uh, to finish out the movie, you know, Newcliff fights the werewolf. He wins. He it's not that much of a fight, I'm going to have to say. It's very anticlimactic. Yeah, he shoots him down pretty quick. Like, he's not hesitant. I love that he had all these silver bullets at one point. He's chasing the werewolf in a helicopter through the woods with a machine gun just firing silver bullets. This is how much money this man had. He had clips of silver bullets around. You know, all the movies, they always show him spending, like, hours making the one bullet. He got one bullet. Werewolf. No, this guy had a big case of silver bullets he was using. He melted down all the other candlesticks. That's why there was only one candlestick for the whole movie. Because it was, it was like, I melted down. I had like 85 other candlesticks. I had to melt those down. Gone. Saved one for the test. But So he kills the werewolf pretty quick. And then up, he realizes, ah, shit, I got scratched by the werewolf. And like you do, 
You just go into the house like the man that he, he was. He just tells Peter Cushing, take her away. She doesn't need to see this. And he goes to the house, to his fancy-ass chair, and he looks down the barrel of the gun, and then they cut away to the front of the house, and, you and see Peter, You see Peter Cushing and Davina just walking away like, okay, let's... Our weekend's done. I'm going to tell you, that was a terrible weekend. I mean, <laughs> I... It, it had potential, but it ended very badly for everyone. After that, Davina needs definitely... Like, she needs... I mean, thank goodness that Peter Cushing's a doctor. Because she's going to need some tending to. I'm going to need a vacation. What do they call it there? They don't call it vacation. They holiday. Call, holiday. I'm going to need a holiday. And was she a murderer? Because everyone else had definitely done what they, you know, it, through the course of the movie, you definitely found out that everybody there was doing some evil shit. She totally killed somebody. So she had murdered some people in the acting troops there, but they're all fine with that, I guess. She wasn't a werewolf, so it's fine. Unlike, <laughs> this is one of those films, and I know I've been wanting to do a whole thing on the other film, or I'm not going to say what it is. This is one of those films where the black person... Is not killed in the like the horror trope. They're not killed within like in the movie, like the first like ten minutes of the movie. They're yeah. not the first one to go. Unfortunately, <laughs> in the end, he has to t- he has to take himself out. Yeah, but to be I mean for a seventies movie, this was it's pretty progressively progressive. Yeah, for they sure. They really never make mention or say anything derogatory about never. it. It's just, it's not even a thing. The thing is. We don't, I don't like werewolves, I'm going to kill this werewolf. That's the whole thing in the movie. Yeah, no one really gets anything, anything, racial things or that. So it was pretty progressive for its time. And uh, I'm going to give this, I'll give it three knives. I'm going to give it, well, I want to give it one knife, but I'm going to give it two knives because Dumbledore was the werewolf. And there's a werewolf break. And there's a werewolf break. I just love this movie because it's Which one of Which Tabby also one appreciated. Uh, I feel like this would be one of those ones that would have been you would have seen on like a creature feature in the in the eighties or early nineties when they were still doing those on local TV, because there's really not much in this that you couldn't show on regular television. They could, might have to cut a little out, but not much. I, it would be a PG thirteen at most, you know. It's definitely a movie of its time. Yeah. And that's why I said, I think you could remake this now. You put Don Cheadle in the main role, because he kind of resembles the guy. I say you put him in there. Michael Gambon is still alive. You throw him in there. He's just playing the older version of it. There's just an older guy in there. He's play- Peter Cushing's character. Let him play the, yeah, let him play the Peter Cushing part this time. That would be amazing. I mean, I guess so. I don't think it's. I don't think it's needed. We have the werewolves within. We have the... You know, younger, hipper version of this version. That's well, look, definitely this is, this is the one when I win the like two hundred million dollars in the lottery. This is the movie I'm going to reproduce reduce as the uh, big budget remake of The Beast Within. I'm I, I don't even know, <laughs> but it's a woman this time. Yeah, and the werewolf break is going to be. It'll be one of those Netflix things where it's an interactive movie. You can guess who the werewolf is. That'd be a good twist. You could have different versions of it where. You say, no, it's Davina's the werewolf. When you click that, when it comes back, Davina's the werewolf. Maybe. It'd be fun. You know it would be even more awesome? If all of a sudden there was a knock on your door and it was an actual werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. I'm not spending that much of my money that I went in the lottery on. I mean, if you're going to make it interactive, you need to take it to the next fucking level. That's like <laughs> mega level. I wish that could happen. Someone just knock on my door. It's a fucking werewolf. It's a werewolf, but it's from like um, 
uh, the company of wolves, and oh. it's like a werewolf dressed in like Victorian wear, like in the fucking fancy clothes. Yeah, hilarious. Yes, maybe we go off dancing into the night. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, thank you so much for joining us. This is Shad's pick for the month because this is his birthday month. Happy birthday! Yep, it'll be at the end of the month. I'm the very last day of March, so make your checks payable to me. <laughs> <laughs> or you mail us DVDs you want us to cover. I'm all I'm good with all that. We will do whatever you ask us to do. Maybe not in no Rob Zombie movies. I'm not covering a Rob Zombie yeah. movie. I made a wish list of things that we might want to cover, but there's no Rob Zombie on it. I enough. drew. I have to draw the line somewhere. They're all the same. They're yeah, all well, the same movie. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. I mean, they're all the same movie, and the the lead characters all the same. Yeah, all the same people are in it. So Sherry Moon, you're fine. I don't need to see Sharon Moon anymore. She needs to go away. No one needs to. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Jump Scare. Stay tuned to the horror. Woo!